podcast like ours is like yelling from the top of a mountain when there's no one else around but then occasionally there'd be some guy walking up he's like i don't know if i want to keep climbing this mountain yeah and occasionally some guy's like you're sick i'm gonna come up every mountain with you listen to you yell (laughs) fuck yeah and that's our podcast welcome to the party hey was just quick update on your bush because from what yeah. I've heard recently, you've had a really manicured bush, which is not like you. Is this true or have I heard mistruths? It's 100% truth. In fact, I'm, I think I'm a little bit addicted to it. It's a bit of the, uh, you know, y- you walk into the bathroom and there it is just staring at you going, use me. I haven't even charged mine yet. I don't know about you, but I've, uh, you know, a bit of a hairy beast and I haven't even charged it yet. Obviously, you're referring to uh, the Manscaped uh, lawnmower 3.0 but I haven't charged mine either I have a feeling it runs on pubes so it doesn't and I'll double check this but I think it eats pubes and turns it into energy so it's a perpetual motion machine that, that sucks in pubes and and works that way um, actually no you do need to charge it It's it takes a USB charger but you get many Easy. many hours of uh, 90 minutes so hour, many hour and a half <laughs> I'm just reading here. So you're an hour and a half off the charge. And look, how long do you actually spend trimming your pubes? Probably five to ten minutes. So that's uh, that's nine sessions by my calculations. That's a lot of sessions. Mate, you know the thing about, and obviously this podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped. They're supporting us. We're supporting them. But you know who we're really supporting by doing this is the women in our lives. Because mm-hmm. I think that for too long, the women have been expected to keep Keep their, you know, keep the box clean. Keep the keep keep things tidy. Keep it uh, shiny, looking like a V-dub bonnet or you know a boiled egg sort of thing, nice and peeled. And that's what we've expected. But it's time for us to step up and come to the party, right? I think it's the bloke's turn. And if you're not buying this equipment, this lawnmower 3.0 for yourself, Andy, then you're buying it for the woman in your life. This is like a Christmas present to her, but it's for you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. It's like when you buy um, a surfboard for your girlfriend that it's a bit bigger, but you probably use it yourself. So you both get value out of it. Uh, so you just cracked me up then that it's like, like a boiled egg peeled. Never heard that one before. But you're right. It's time to lift our game. If anything, I think the women are heading the other way. Uh, I saw someone on Instagram the other day with their arms up showing armpits saying look i'm not shaving my armpits anymore i thought fucking good on you um don't know if that's worthy of an instagram post um because i'm not shaving mine either but i think maybe bring back the 80s bush for women but i think men use the manscaped equipment and get yourself in order was that angela merkel was it the german chancellor you've been keeping up with a bit (laughs) of uh international politics i'm well across german politics as you know so look, just yeah, a couple they, of things yeah. on the on the lawnmower 3.0. It's got it's recently been upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. So it's pretty quiet in there. You can have a little, have we said before, a little secret squirrel session shaving the pubis. Um, and it's sick. And you can use it. 
in the shower because it's waterproof and it doesn't cut your nuts. And the light, mate, that is the key. That, you've just nailed it there. In the shower, waterproof, a light to see what you're doing, cannot cut the sack. Brilliant. And of course, for one of the wood listeners, because uh, we're supporting Manscaped and they're supporting us, 1OTW will get yourself 20% off the Manscaped kit. You need to get in now, actually, because Australia Post is so shit. Not Manscaped, but Australia Post is so shit. Christmas deliveries. This is a Christmas present for you and a Christmas present for the missus all in one go. And so get in now and order your shit. We've had a couple of um, screenshots, actually. I think uh, a couple of episodes ago when we did uh, Attacked by a Great White Shark with Phil Mummett, I shouted out to anybody, uh, give us a screenshot of what you've got. Uh, if you order, use the code, I'll send you some free stuff. And uh, we got a couple of screenshots through. So I sent some free shit out. That's how it works. It's that simple, mate. And can we just clarify, that's a screenshot of the order that they put in rather than them using the Manscaped tools. But look, if you send a screenshot of you using the tool, send it to um, Woz's personal Instagram, which is at Woztown because um, yeah, I don't want to accidentally come across anyone's junk. We don't get a lot of nudes at One Off The Wood. Actually, that's a problem. We, we probably need more nudes in general coming to One Off The Wood. But yeah, 20% off free shipping with the code 10TW at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And we will too. Andy, back to one off the wood standard business. Uh, tell us what you got off the wood tonight because we're drinking tins and talking story. We're wagging chins and drinking beers. That didn't rhyme. Uh, but speaking of, I've got a White Bay Beer Co. Sunny Pale. So White Bay Beer Co. are a Sydney microbrewery in the Balmain Peninsula. Balmain's like up if you go past the bridge and the opera house and go a little bit further it's in the in the harbor just a little bit further up there don't know much about them upstream it tastes like a lot of these beers that we've sort of you know these summer pale ales it's it's hoppy it's flavorsome i don't think it's uber smashable but i probably put it in the in the six range for smashability Six out of ten, or six. That's uh, just to clarify for new listeners. There, six means it's a six scan, and then you probably got to look to something else. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you'd be going more than six in a session. It's quite depends. Depends what you're made of. Maybe I'm not made of the right stuff. What about yourself? Was I've, I can see it in the camera? It looks like a I've gone standard. The absolute standard. I've gone back to what I know. I've, it's the bush chooks. You just can't go past them. Emu export. It's the most smashable beer. I rate this for session ability for smashability. Uh, I'm I'm going to go with 18. I'm putting it. I'm giving it an 18. Uh, I don't I think, think after 18. I probably need a Guinness or something to break it yeah. up before I have the next six. And there's yeah. almost no number because if you pace yourself on the on the bush chalks, it's a mid, it's a top end mid strength. Uh, so really, you could drink them you know, for the rest of your life without, without break. It, inevitably. I think um, next time you, you make it over to the great state, to WA, we should have a little chook-off. We'll get ourselves a carton and we'll just try and get through a carton and find the number. We'll see if we can find the number. Yeah, it sounds like... Um, look, I, usually when I come and visit, I'm only there for a few days. So if we drink a whole box of chooks, it's going <laughs> to minimise our uh, what activities we can do. But look, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Uh, it looks like it might be able to, might be able to come too. So 
hopefully late Jan, early Feb, I will be in the in WA so we can do oh, these yeah. pods face no, to face. Good. I'm actually looking forward to that, um, mate. I want to. I've been holding off this, but talking to you about it. But I want to tell you about the rodeo. Um, recently, it was obviously my last ride. Uh, yeah, I've called it. Well, I think it's the last ride. It is the last ride. So context, if we've got any new listeners out there, was late in life, decided to become a rodeo rider. Is that what we call it? Bull, a bull wrong, rider. Rough rider. You became a bull yeah, rider. Weird, yeah, a bit weird. Which is a weird thing to do in your uh, early 30s, but was as a weird guy. Uh, had a good run, won a few, lost a few, took some horrendous injuries, uh, injuries. Maybe head back and check out one of our episodes, Blue Balls, to hear about probably the worst of the injuries uh and then what so a couple of weeks ago your last rodeo maybe, maybe. tell us tell well us about i it. genuinely think it is going to be the last so this year we haven't had many rodeos in wa or around australia in general but I, I called it was going to be my last and that blue balls incident was 12 months pretty much prior um november 2019 uh bit of an incident but I needed obviously one last ride so Boddington was it and you know I waited a long time I've been frothing towards it so I'm going to take do you mind can I take you through the day's events can we do that please do I spoke to you a couple of times through through the evening um but yeah fill us in Boddington where is it so so Boddington hour and a half out of uh Perth it's one of the biggest rodeos on the circuit, and it's also at the the year ends in December, so it's like the last one on the tour um, for the year. So it decides all the placings, who wins state titles, and all this sort of stuff every year. But massive event. They normally get four or five thousand people. Um, this year, obviously, with no one around and like events on, you know, people traveling domestically, everybody's frothing to come to something. So I knew it was going to be massive, and then. The day, even the slack, like the first event, was absolutely packed. I think they had 8,000 people through the door in the end, which is pretty fucking big for a, just a country is event. There, is there any, like, COVID restrictions at the moment in Perth around that? Like, if is there, you know, the cricket? Well, I think... Can, can anyone go? I think there is. I think we're on, say, 60% of venue capacity, but Karen, one of the Karens posted on the Boddington Facebook page. It's like, well, can you please let us know what... Um, social distancing um, restrictions or measures you're taking and just no one replied to her. Yeah. I was like, well, fuck off, Karen. Stay at home. Okay, but it was absolutely flogged. Like, it, yeah. I, I'm surprised it didn't make the news considering how busy it was. Um, but... Pretty anyway, sure there was 18,000 people at the beach down here the other night, so I think Boddington <laughs> Radio is fine. No worries. Well, anyway, so the... Bi- Day I had I had two rides. I had a novice ride in the morning and um, open ride in the afternoon. But the novice ride, I was genuinely like frothing and like g'd up. My heart was going like ready because I hadn't ridden in twelve months. So I wasn't like. What's a novice you know, ride? An, open ride. The, the novice in. is like when you. It's the one you could enter. Anyone can enter novice. Uh, um, let's let's be clear. I can't enter anything to do with riding bulls. Anyway, continue. You just get, so so I. Uh, had that one. You once you've earned a certain amount of money, then you can't ride a novice. But I'm I'm on the cusp, so I'm still allowed to just. Which is same good. same bulls was, or smaller bulls. Di- different bulls, not not necessarily smaller, but just different actions don't buck as hard and what have you. So more um, chill starters, but they performed this year. The novice bulls were good. So anyway, I, my first ride out there, 
no good. I was, I was shit. I was behind it. I like, I did everything right in the shoots, but I just was out of practice and forgot what it's feeling. Like that's the thing about bull riding, right? You can do everything in the shoot, but as soon as you nod and open that gate, it's just on. Like it's just, it's just bang, full noise. And like, how do you go from being calm and chilled and relaxed to like bang, full noise on? And, and I've forgotten what that feeling was like. So I pretty much cooked it and um, it was a good little slap, but it calmed me down afterwards. I was like, all right, you know what you're doing. This is fine. And then the rest of the day went on. It's pretty warm. It's about 30 degrees. And there's a bunch of rookies down there helping out, Adback Cowboys, we call them, where they, uh, you know, they're just there for a crack. And basically, they're part of their entry fee goes to the prize pool for the guys that actually win money and um you know that that so everybody loves helping new people out like yeah mate yeah sure get on a ball yeah chuck chuck 50 bucks in the kitty easy <laughs> yeah so <laughs> add back cowards but anyway i was um i've calmed down a lot and then i ran into so the two guys that are the big the big guys sir wade mccarthy as i call him um 2014 australian champion He's broken his finger, so he, he wasn't competing. So I'm thinking, oh, this is all right coming into the open ride. And then I saw Jack Collins, young kid. He's 19. He's um, won it last year. He, he, he's very good, looking to go to the States, but not going to the States because obviously it's in lockdown. I run into him as well, say good day. He's a bit crook. He's like, hasn't eaten in 24 hours, just like, just got the gastro, no good. I'm thinking, fuck, this is going all right. Things are going well for me so far, as much as these guys are good blokes pretty much out of it and then throughout the day it comes down to two right to to the last round two rounds of opens and i'm in the last round i've got a bull called diego and i chat to the stock contractor and he's like mate diego went went rogue like we had to turn him out into the bush so he's gone so you've got the backup bull you've got despicable me now despicable me most of the bulls go left despicable me goes to the right which suits me perfectly i'm thinking shit and everybody's giving me crap. All the all the bull riders like, oh, you've drawn the pup of the litter. You know, you've got this, you got this bull that's rideable. I'm thinking, all right, things are stacking up here, so I'm feeling good. I put in my hard yards behind the shoots, helped everyone else out. And the last round of bulls, like you literally couldn't have scripted this shit. Six riders in the shoots. I'm in shoot six, so they buck out from first to to six. They go out. Jack Collins bucks out. He's the guy who's going to win this prize pool. I've never seen him have a wreck like this. He got fully spun upside down like and thrown off his bull miles. Like I've never seen Jack go down like that. I was like, oh dear, this isn't good. Major wipeout. <laughs> major, major wipeout. And then uh, the next few buck off as well. And then there's one more bull before me called Lever Action who is, is a pretty big deal. And I, uh, I knew whoever's riding Lever Action wasn't going to cover it. And that's when I like switch off and just go into the zone and get in your shoot. Doesn't matter what happens, you you focused. And that comes down. No one's ridden their bulls, so thirteen riders. No one covers. It means the whole jackpot is on me. It comes down to one last ride. Ooh. Four thousand six hundred and fifty bucks. Now, you know, maybe not so much like the other bull riders, but I'd, I'm quite good at maths, and I've already done the maths in my head that four thousand six hundred and fifty bucks on one ride. If I put that in. That actually jumps me from last in the WA state titles to first. So I can take out the WA state title with one bull ride. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, try, I try not to let it get to me. But uh, got in the shoot. I'm thinking, shit, this is like the absolute dream here. And I did everything right. I nod for the gate. 
bull comes out, balks a little bit left, then goes right as expected, through to the right, but I was just behind the thing. Bam, arm over the head, sat back, and then once you get sat to the, sat back off your rope, once you're sitting back on your pockets, you're out the back and you just spin and a shot out of there, rolled into one of the rodeo clowns and uh, it was game over for the whole career and that was all she wrote. But as a movie coming up to it, you could not have scripted that for a fucking ending. You've either gone out and won the whole thing. It was uh, mate, pretty emotional. It's hard. It's hard to go out on top. It's hard to go out on top. It sounds like it was a lot of lot of pressure building up like, in your head to that point where you're like, oh fuck, this is actually going to be a Cinderella story. I'm I'm doing it. It's happening. The, the, it was literally like a lot of pressure eight on you. seconds from like there's no other sport where it comes down to you like you can win the whole season in one ride like one trip that's all it takes to it, win the entire season like it, it would, it would be like five seconds incredible. on the clock in the last game of the nba finals and they yep. flick it to lebron and he shoots a three to win the game like that kind of shit like the once in a lifetime kind of shit but it was it was amazing and and like so fuck me i was pretty buzzing from that but you know what actually got me like real frothing from it was that there were so many mates came down from perth like people that don't come to rodeos people that have been before and just had a good time and like there's probably like 15 or 20 people um came down to have a look and it was cool like so once i calmed down it was it was epic to to see those guys and like kind of you know i think shared the whole rodeo thing with them and yeah, it, it was good, but I'm still, I was feeling very, very flat the next day once once the adrenaline wore off. Yeah, man. And then I guess that night you would have been pumping full of adrenaline. Lots of people there that you know getting on the piss. Was it a good night? It looked, I saw a few photos oh. flow through here and there. Looked like you're having a good time. Man. Looked like a massive like party was, too. Like a shitload of oh, people flogged. going off. Like absolutely flogged the bar. I've never seen it that busy. And like, it, yeah, it was it was a, such a sick night. Like, I think those sort of events are just so fun because you know, like the difference between going to see in a footy match or going to a big band when there's that many people there is like at the rodeo, everyone's on the same page. You know, like yeah. everyone's there just to let it hang out and have a good time. And like, yeah, if you, yeah, if, if you find something like that where everyone's on the same page and a big crowd like that, and I, I've been to like. Uh, there's like a particular music festival we go to in Melbourne, which is like that. And it's sick. But then I, I was looking at the photos you sent through or I saw on Instagram. I was like, there's nothing like that anywhere else in Australia right now. Cause it's like fucking illegal. Like you're lucky to be able to party like that with that many people and have a good time. It looked like uh, some real pre COVID shit going on. It's sick. <laughs> yeah. We, we fucking cut loose. Um, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it was good. It was real, real bloody good. So, no, I had a good time. And I know that you've heckled me for not, um, you know, for this bull riding career and all this sort of stupid shit. But I think, like, it it was cool for me for, like, to kind of reflect that day on what I'd achieved. And there was heaps of guys, like, a couple of people that hit me up on Instagram that rode their first bulls for the day. Um, like Josh um, got introduced to only a couple of weeks before and, like, helped him out. And it's just, like... It was awesome to be able to pass on like that to help people out. You know what people had taken me under their wing, I think. For sure. For, and then for that for that side of it. So let's dig into it. 
let's have a, a bit of a dig into the rodeo career. So, I mean, I I was texting with you that night and you're like, oh, could have won, could have could have been Cinderella, could have been amazing, could have had the cash, could have been the champ. I was like, did you get injured? No. I was like, you've won. Like, <laughs> like that's a fucking win. You've come back 12 months later from almost having your dick and balls surgically removed by a bull uh, and you've got to have another crack, have the feeling. And to, I reckon it, it's almost like a UFC fight. If you can walk out of a UFC fight or a mixed martial arts fight with no injuries, like that's fucking ridiculous. And um, yeah, so to walk away and to feel pumped, to, does it almost like feel like oh maybe I should keep doing it because because that was fun and and I feel I feel fine. Like I I know to go along. That's a part of being part of that scene and being accepted. Like it took me a good twelve months to get to turn up to every bull ride that was on at every rodeo to get accepted by like the main crowd that are there, that are part of it. You know, you put in fucking effort and you stand out like dog's balls when you first start, but you like there, there's a lot of achievement in that and to be accepted and to cover a few bulls and, and win a few things. And like for, for me, I had a crack at riding Bronx as well. And I ended up riding Redlands, Rebel, Redlands Ghost, who are like the, the top bucking horses in WA. I rode Lever Action, Mud Banana, the two top bucking bulls from 2019. And, like, I went through a period in 2019 where early on I was covering more than 50% of my bulls. And, like, it was – that's massive for a bloke from the city who, you know, grew up surfing and playing footy and stuff and never even, you know, hung around stock to to get on and do it. So I was was fucking stoked on it, um, on where I got to from that perspective. And and I think being a part of it – like, I can always go back next year to Boddington – you know, jump in the arena and, and crack gates and spot guys and put flank ropes on and, like, you're a part of that scene forever. Like, there's a lot of people that I owe big time for that as well. So, yeah, it, it's cool. Like, really cool to be a part of that. And I think, um, yeah, like, I'm, there's there's definitely no regrets. And thank, thank fuck I didn't, you know, do a tib fib or break a femur or, like, do any proper injuries. I'm probably a bit stupider for, for it, but, you know, no less so than playing AFL. And then what what do you think about, like, like if you were younger, if you're in your twenties, and you'd found this earlier, then maybe you could have had more of a crack at it. Do you think, like, oh fuck, getting a bit older, maybe I need to find different different things to get that that feeling, or is it just just well, is it over because you're past it and you're over the hill and you're too old? No, I'm I'm stoked that I found it at at that time. I think like I don't think I was naturally great at it, and not riding horses growing up that sort of thing is is also like it definitely helps you do that but it's hard to do both you can't be you know going surfing and playing footy because you commit to weekends and these sort of things and and surfing's one of those things where it's like oh shit would would you know quickly off to this break or would do that like you know you you follow on the weather whereas the bull riding you're kind of committed to a long trip you know we, we drove like overnight um we did a one-day trip to newman from perth which is 28 hours driving return i did like nullable muster which is I would think that was 14 hours one way driving, like the same thing, or 12 hours. Like it's just, yeah. You, you, That's you fucking crazy. To the sport, like, so. like 14 hours on a plane is the worst. I guess in a car, at least you're yeah. doing something, you're driving it. But do you think about like, like, like as you get, well, how old are you? Like mid 30s or early 30s. I don't know what you like to call it. 30, 30, I'm I'm 35 next month, so Oh, that's that's, that's exactly that mid 30s. Mid. <laughs> like like I'm always I'm always wanting to get better at things. 
And I think with surfing, I feel like I'm getting better still because I started from a low base, you know. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but I think about skiing, and I'm like, I don't think I can. I'm going to be able to do the things that I could do a couple of years ago. Not that I was amazing at it, but it's like certain things and the the impacts of skiing where I'm like, fuck, you know what? I'm I'm probably not going to hit a big Buddha ever again. Like. I kind of want to, but I don't do it enough and I, I like my knees too much. I'm probably just not going to do that ever again. Like, do you think about shit like that or are you just more... Definitely with the bull riding because it got to a point where I wasn't improving. Like 2019 early, I was doing well and then I started getting injured and you can't, you know, like it's point... I could, I could turn up, you know, once a year and ride bulls, but, you know, what's the point sort of thing? Like you're not yeah. doing that well but then surfing particularly like it, it surfing's like it's such a sustainable um sport and it's also like what you make of it you know you can ride different craft and be a part of it you could you know heaven forbid be a bloody stand-up paddleboarder like yep. it you can do it in different ways and be a part of it and i think that's that's what like yeah it's reminded me of that but fuck you know i'm not going to take up bull riding when i'm 40 am i no so i'm glad i did it i think with surfing you can you can like ga- continue to gain experience, which is useful to you. That that all adds up and becomes and makes you better. Even if you might might not be as quick or whatever. Like that's why old dudes are generally better big wave surfers. Well, not better, but there's more old dudes surfing big waves than young dudes in most places. Because you can just keep gaining that experience, and it's lower impact, so you can keep doing it. But then there's other sports where you just like, nah, I'm out. Like AFL. Like, are you gonna play any more AFL? Do you reckon? Oh, I can, nah, I, I don't. I don't mind turning up to training every now and then, but I can't with my dodgy shoulder. It's yep. just not even a question. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of pumped. Like, I never played mate. AFL because I've never, I never got like a bad injury, a couple of knee. I, I've never had anyone look at my knees though. I think maybe, maybe they're not great, but never had one of those fucking AFL injuries that you know blow a knee out, rip a shoulder to shreds, get knocked unconscious. <laughs> Yeah, getting belted in the head. This is why you don't want to fight me, isn't it? Because uh, 100%. Like I've been knocked out probably two or three times just through <laughs> random acts of stupidity uh, and I've taken a few hits to the head and probably not as many as you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to get punched in the head for I'm, no reason. I'm keen. I think you would actually smoke me in a boxing match still. Oh, like you've got the... I've got short arms for my height. So and you're yeah, but three you, inches you, taller than me. So you're gonna fucking flog me. So if we're gonna have it, yeah, I'll listen to you because you're basically trying to bait me into it. We're in this because you're in a weight class above me anyway, aren't you? You fat cunt or <laughs> yeah, I'm chopping. I've got kegs on board these days, but I'll cut down. I'll get into your class. It doesn't matter. So you name it. I'm I think there. we should do it at. Um, I don't know. What do you weigh? Like probably ninety two now, ninety three. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, we're in different weight classes. So I was thinking we we come in at eighty, fight at eighty. Eighty. Yeah. Mate, when I rode when I rode to Melbourne, it, when I was I couldn't get food across the Nullarbor, I was seventy seven kilos in Sojourner. That's the that's the lightest I've weighed since I was about in year nine. And then I reckon I reckon I could get down to eighty three, eighty four. Like so fight at that. I walk around at eighty three. Without any effort, so okay. So if you oh, okay, well, eighty three means that I could. Probably, I'll probably overestimate. I'm probably about ninety kegs. So yep. all right, I could get down if I get to eighty three. We'll have a little punchy, punchy. 
Yeah. So anyway, and then I'm thinking, like, oh, sure, I've got long limbs, right? That's true. I've got longer limbs. I'm taller than you, but yeah, I have a feeling you've probably got freak power. I don't want to get caught by one because I'll probably get knocked out if you do catch me. Because you're it's a fucking chimpanzee. We've been through this. <laughs> it's a long, it's a strong neck. You just my my plan. I'll I'll give it to you now. Is just to take one punch and keep moving forward. Just uh, just take one hit, and then take another step and just punch through you. Yeah, that's my plan. But so then my plan is to move sideways. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't punch me in the back of the head, so I think we're all right. <laughs> Maybe we should train um, jujitsu between now and Feb. Join a jujitsu gym and then have a just a, a wrestle match. Just a wrestle off. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We'll look at this afterwards. It sounds it sounds like um sounds like I need a new challenge anyway. I'm up for something, you know. I've not been chasing bovine around. Um, something yep. new will do. Yep, for sure. I think we set some challenges this winter, maybe. Um, winter. It's fucking November, mate. Yeah, no. I, all I think about is winter. <laughs> Going to New Zealand and scan some mountains. Like we talked about holidays, they're better. They're well better sorted shit out um, sooner or later, so we can go on holidays. You know, who t- wait. Since we've been on air, well, not today, but um, since we've chatted, we've got a new bloody president of the US. Do we're we no longer? Well, I mean, they do. We I don't. don't. I think they're. Re- yeah, you know, we're in the world's. We're in the USA's pocket, pretty much. We're following in their footsteps. Dragging us around until China takes over in five years. Yeah. Do you, do you think that like Australia, like we've been dating slash we're married to the USA, but we're real friendly with China. And it's like, yeah, nothing's going on. But, but the, yeah, the US does get a bit jealous. And then China's like, we need to keep flirting. When are you going to commit? China. China's coming around on weeknights for sleepovers and, um, but the US knows that we'll turn up as the plus one to the wedding. That's what's that's yep. the situation, I think. Yeah, I think so. And look, to be honest, I don't really mind which way we go. I think they're both excellent lovers. Um, the, <laughs> the US has gone a bit crazy lately. Do I think? Do you and think like the US is like fully crazy, or it's just most of it is media blowing it out of proportion? Well, like. Oh, I I don't know because I see a lot of it at work, but this particular election, and I don't know the exact stat, but I feel like twice as many people actually turned up to vote. They had like 65 million votes last time around, and then this this time they had, um, you know, 120, 130 million people turn up to vote. Like, it's massive. And so Biden has won the... let's, Let's not get on the fucking Trump bandwagon now, but Biden has won. He's he's got it uh, in almost a landslide. He's won the popular vote, but I think I'm gonna actually miss Trump because he, in your words, he's a weird motherfucker and like he's entertaining as a as a world you know in inverted commas world leader. Like some of the shit he says said, and some of the clips I've got you know on, that you can find on YouTube. He's a fucking genius of comedy. Yeah, I agree. I think it was it was like a bit scary when he got elected. And then now that he's on the way out, like, oh, did we really, did we make the most of having this weird, weird time in human history? 
Like, because it might go back to just normal, boring politics now, and we're going to miss him because it's just full blown, bizarre entertainment. We're, de- we're definitely. Can I play you a clip from um, of play- Trump? This is my favorite clip. Uh, if we, are we going to play Trump. clips? So we need to hire someone to play clips for us. So, oh, if anyone wants uh, to join the one off the wood family as as head clip player and Googler, send us your resume. Clip, clip master general. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is my favourite Trump clip because one, it references cowboys, but he's also it's ninety seconds of shows how fucking nuts he is answering like a question about um, his economics advisor and he ends up talking about his his mate who's a little older and he's heavy. <laughs> it's in All right, I'm going to play it for you now. You ready? I'm ready. Was there any dissent from your top economic advisors in your decision uh, to leave the guidelines in place no. until the end of April? No, and this is before we heard the 2.2 million people. 2.2. Uh, I mean, we had a lot of people who were saying, maybe we shouldn't do anything. Just ride it. They say, ride it like a cowboy. Just ride it. Ride that sucker right through. That's where the 2.2 million people come in. Would have died. Maybe. But it would have been 1.6 to 2.2. Maybe. And that's not acceptable. But there were a lot of people that said, I thought about it. I said, maybe we should ride it through. You know, you always hear about the flu. I talk about it all the time. We had a bad flu season. We're in the midst of a bad flu season. You know, we had a bad season last year, as an example, a bad flu season. And uh, you'll have 35, 36, 37,000 people die, sometimes more, sometimes less. But this is different. And part of this is the unknown. And part of it also is the viciousness of it. I had a friend who uh, went to a hospital the other day. He's a little older and he's heavy. And he, but he's a tough person. <laughs> Are you and that he went friend? to the hospital and a day later he's in a coma. I go, how's he doing? <laughs> Sir, he's in a coma. He's unconscious. He's not doing well. The, the speed and the viciousness, especially if it gets the right person, it's horrible. Dear idea. Dear idea. How's this from? He's sir. He he's in a coma. He's not doing well. <laughs> he's not doing well. Um, and Donald doesn't care because Donald is a psychopath, uh, definitely, or a sociopath. I'd say. Um, I watched uh, last night. I watched. There's a Donald Trump documentary on Netflix, <clears throat> and it sort of goes through the different phases of his life, like in the '80s, where he's sort of in his father's shadow, trying to be a a real estate tycoon and then basically became a bit of a joke for a while and then he became a um like a, a tv star with the with the apprentice and he's he's kind of he's just like the all-time con man like he doesn't really know what he's talking about a lot of the time but he'll take what other people say and just regurgitate it back and he just can just keep talking shit <laughs> he's yeah he's but a that's con it, man. right that's that's what a leader is you he's not actually making decisions like he's taking information from advisors and he's just a shit talking weapon up the front of the up the front of the you know class of the club like man did you ever go for school captain or like for house captain or any of that shit yeah yeah i remember um i did i did a speech but my friend uh whitey my best friend he actually won it and he just he's had a he had a campaign based on lies um and he won so, and he, uh, 
I had, uh, you know, sim- not a similar thing. I mean, uh, you know, to be fair, he's probably the better candidate. But uh, I got beaten out by, by two guys. Two two guys. One of them ended up school captain. The other one ended up house captain. I was just, uh, you know, there there to be school treasurer. And that was it in the background. It's a, I don't know, you're just a, you're just a pawn, right? And you want a man up front that's going to be entertaining, if not good. Someone like um, Jacinda Ardern, we know she's good, right? Good. Everybody loves a landslide victory in the recent elections in New Zealand. Great teeth. Be good on the, be good on the uh, racetrack. I think. Big you know, <laughs> teeth. It's like it's a, what what's is there the difference between so Trump was a, a business tycoon in a in a time where just like being that kind of cunty leader was the thing to to be, you know, and. That's kind of being slowly phased out of business, and it doesn't really work in politics. Whereas Ardern, she's the opposite. She's the the loved leader who 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 leads by with compassion and and caring about her her um, underlings. It's like the full uh, full yeah. blown. Like he's from the seventies, she's from the twenty twenties. Um, yeah, yeah, I buy that. I buy that definitely. I think um, there's some. This like Bush, Bush. You, you know, I, I am definitely gonna miss Trump's shenanigans. Like every time he comes on the TV, I, I feel like listen and I take note because he says some funny shit and he's just like so ludicrously. Like he's the guy's absolutely mental and it's gonna be interesting how it plays out. But like George Bush had some classic quotes as well. Like he was absolutely an idiot at Do, times. I, and I just lost I the think plot. George Bush was over was. He was like framed up as an idiot, but I, I don't think he's he was on the same level as Trump. I don't. I think he um he just like misspoke every now and then. Whereas like Biden, I think might actually have some mental problems that that he says some really right. weird shit every now and then. Although Biden, I don't know if you saw his speech after he won. It's quite inspirational for the people. I think. Although it seemed like he was at a rodeo, there was people in their cars like honking horns and shit. <laughs> but it was, it was a decent I feel like speech. He, won, he just ran it on default. He's like, "All right, I'm not the crazy guy. Uh, vote for me." You know, maybe, yeah. maybe. Dude, that's where the 2.2 million people come in. Might have died. Maybe. Like, can I? Can I? All right, I'm gonna play you. You can decide then who is less of a fucktard. George Bush, right? This is uh, George Bush's quote. He's down in Texas. Um, I'll play your quote. Oh, I know the one. I love this one. I say it all the time. (laughs) All right. Listen to this. All right. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on... Shame on you. (laughs) Fool me, we can't get fooled again. (laughs) We can't get fooled again. You fool me. You can't get fooled again. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. He, he had the idea. You know, he knew what he wanted to say, but he just he just fucked it. And if you make that like, many speeches, right, you're going to fuck something up. I feel like the, in every podcast we'd, we've done, I know exactly what I want to say. And when I start speaking, it comes out completely wrong. And sometimes I just end up blank. But luckily, I can look at you with wide eyes like, ah, I don't know what I'm saying. And you can just start speaking. So that's why you need two people to run the country, I think, like... What is the yeah. saying? There's an old saying in Tennessee or Texas. Fool me once, yep. shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. 
So it's that's good. the saying. That's the saying. It's simple, right? Don't, yeah. you, you don't get fooled twice, like then the shame is on you because you're an idiot because you yeah. believe that person twice. Well, you got confused. Yeah. Fool me. Can't fool me again. So George Bush, he was a bit of a lovable love idiot. He was the president when the when 9-11 happened and he took us into Iraq based on bullshit. He's a war criminal, but I think he's a lovable war criminal. So I'm kind of all right with, with George Bush. Uh, Bill Clinton, everyone loved Bill Clinton, but he was a sex criminal. You know, pretty sure he probably fucked kids with, um, with uh, what's his... Bill fu- Crosby. <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> so the other one with the island. No, uh, what's Bill, his name? Bill Cosby had a sex island, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Kids say the darndest things. He touched me here, here, and here. <laughs> Kids, right? Kids. No, I don't think Bill was Kid. Bill, Bob. Anyway, yeah. Well, I want to I wanna give you a taste uh, of what we're in for because we've got four years and I'm, I am honestly going to miss Trump and his shenanigans. But we've got Joe Biden here and I think Biden's going to be a little bit more like Bush where, you know, sometimes he just gets his words wrong. All right, see, see, Andy, see if you can tell me what's wrong with this clip. Are you ready? All right, I'm listening, I'm listening. And the other thing we should do is we should challenge these students. We should challenge students in these schools to have advanced placement programs in these schools. We have this notion that somehow if you're poor, you cannot do it. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Wealthy kids, black kids. Well, you know what? He's just a man of demographics. I'm sure if you ran the the demographics in America, uh, in you, yeah, I don't know. Um, maybe yeah. maybe I'll stop right there. <laughs> but Biden does some weird shit. Nah, like, look, have you seen the one where he, he talks about sniffing the heads of children? Nah, no, I won't no. fish it out. But um, look that one up yourself. Uh, Biden sniffs kids' heads. Yeah, perfect. Now, look, it, it's all it's all big shenanigans. I think the biggest deal out of the U.S. elections was actually um, they have they have these. Uh, I suppose as part of it, not like a referendum, but they have other things that they vote on as well as the U.S. elections. And one of the big things that come out of it is like a lot of the states were voting on legalizing drugs and legalizing marijuana specifically which is like i think california has been legal since 96 like there's yeah. two because two different uses right there's uh medical medicinal so like yeah. research and providing it as a yeah source of pain relief or what have you yeah you and need then a doctor certificate use. Yeah. yeah so like california and colorado it's just it's just legal now so that there's all the businesses yeah. that just but the, i think what you're talking about is like somewhere like oregon which has just gone the way of portugal and just decriminalized all drugs. So it's not that they're legal. They're not saying that heroin, let's start some heroin businesses. Or they do actually exist because it's the uh, big pharma pumping out painkillers. But but it's decriminalized. So, so, so it's different. Like weed is legal because it's recreational. To, you know, do it yourself. If you want to become a junkie, it's you're not going to end up clogging up the prison system because you've got a problem with drugs. I think it's good. And that well, that was Biden's quote. He he said back in July that he, um, I, I don't have the quote in front of me, but he basically said that you know like you shouldn't be criminalised or get a criminal record from 
doing a little bit of marijuana or heroin or mushies or whatever it is. Or anything. So, so you might get a... And I think what they've changed it to, you get a fine, like a $100 fine, and then you have to go to a rehab program or sign up to it, at least, and pretend that you attend, like, university lectures. But you actually... Um, like, that's the point of decriminalising it because it does actually, A, clog up their prison systems, but B, when it goes on your record as... Uh, someone with a you know criminal conviction on their record when you apply for jobs they fucking ask questions mate and they need to know what happened and it's annoying because it was years ago and it was a misdemeanor and it was nothing and it was a bucket you know, we'd, but yeah it was a bucket it was just a bucket it was just one time but then when you've got you know when it says drugs um like that's a tough thing to get through and it's a tough I, one to I, show. I remember employing a guy I employed a guy with like a two-page long criminal record once upon a time and we we couldn't put him on a gold mine because he's had a two-page long criminal record but two pages that, was it a big fine iron ore is very hard very hard to put iron ore in your pockets and make any money out of it so we sent him to all those sites instead but yeah like it, it's a pretty big deal and so a lot of the country or a lot of the states and territories or um whatever they call them over there are actually moving towards i think it's about 60 percent now legalizing drugs for recreational use that's huge right so what what about this then so some people say that you shouldn't get long sentences for non-violent crime so and i uh-huh. agree with that for for what we're talking about now so if you get busted with with some drugs on you um you shouldn't get a long sentence because there's people in america that have been put to jail for life for for small amounts of drugs which is fucking ridiculous you can rehab from that stuff but yeah Touching and, uh, kitties and murdering people—you don't rehab. Is that what you're saying? Well, so yeah, so murder, violent, sex crimes, violent. But what about uh, so uh, armed robbery? Not necessarily threatening violence, right? It's violent. Yep. Um, yep. But what about white collar crime? The type of crime that you and I could probably get into if we if we really wanted to. Like, I I think they get off a bit lightly because you think if you walk into a servo with a gun. And you rob it for four hundred bucks. You're probably going to jail for ten years. But if you do a little bit of share, uh, share market fuckery and walk away with, you know, a hundred grand, five hundred grand, you might not even go to jail. Well, but it's non-violent. When screwing when you're screwing the bank system for millions of dollars, because uh, that's a difference, right? That's the crime against the man. You're against the man, then, right? Like, yep. I'm just taking money from the man. Commonwealth Bank don't care if you take a cheeky million off them. But if I Do rob they, a BP, you know. is that not the man? If I walk into a BP with a sawn-off shotgun, am I not taking money from the man? Or a combank? Well, I think the idea there is that if you asked nicely with, you know, like a pen and asked the guy at BP to write you a check, then it would probably be a white-collar crime. But, you know, if you ask with a gun, then, you know, there's a the idea is that you might kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The pen is mightier than the sword. You know that, right? I did know that. I've heard rumors. Is is the gigabyte mightier than the pen? I don't Surely. think the pen's that mighty anymore. Um, because I mean, I get a, I get a really sore hand if I write if I have to write too much these days. Like, um, I don't even have a notepad anymore. I just I just do it all online. Um, we were talking about the other day. What were we talking about? We talked about scouts the other day. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what you're getting at, is it? 
No, I was thinking about something else. We're talking about robbing service stations. You can't uh, talk about my plans to rip off the man, the white collar crime. Cause that's no, look, I've got ideas for white collar crime, but um, and our any of the chat in our little black, our dark chat group about the share market is also off limits for this podcast. Yeah, and it's yet to make either of us rich. So I think we're pretty safe. <laughs> we're pretty safe. <laughs> I've as got it stands. I've got credits. I reckon. I reckon I could like definitely get myself out of jail be like well i lost this much money on these trades insider trades so yeah um, i tried i I tried to do some insider trading i lost money so that's i think i've got jail credits that i could probably apply to another tax year i think on some of the trades that i've made so good (laughs) did that help you remember anything no it didn't help i'm at we were talking about the guy the other week who um who would like rob would go out to um lunch on his work and then rob a oh, bank yes i've forgotten his name yeah on the way home yeah. that's kind of white collar crime <laughs> but not exactly not exactly he was wearing a white collar but it definitely wasn't that guy was hardcore wasn't he and then so he's he's now gone to jail in his like 60s 70s or something oh, i see he's 70 something he's now gone to jail for the crimes he was committing as a 20 year old you know working in town and uh his missus had no idea it was just a surprise to her surprise uh i um he, he was t- making what was he stealing like a couple of grand or something at a time like he wasn't taking yeah. big money but he was just robbing banks at lunchtime because he was get a little high and you know enjoy the thrill i we remember what, a little bit of, bit of thrill in our life i remember what i was gonna say there's a there's a surf podcast dirty water and um they were talking to a guy called Wayne Cleveland, who's like, he's a pro surfer from the 80s or 90s, but he ended up becoming like a drug runner. And uh, it's the best podcast because they're just chatting to this guy about like, and he's like fully open about it because he doesn't do it anymore. So yeah, Dirty Water podcast with Wayne Cleveland, if you want to hear about the ins and outs of smuggling cocaine and making shitloads of money, but he ended up going to jail. Uh, but like if you, I guess it's similar to white collar. If you sell bulk drugs, it's non-violent, but you're making that much cash that they've got to do something with you, right? Yeah. And if anyone from Dirty Water Podcast is listening, um, Chaz, I'm, I'm looking at you, get in touch with us because someone needs to fix your audio and it's not going to be me, it's going to be Andy. Yeah, fuck it's. <clears throat> they've got some epic, like they had Mark Ocalupo on the other day. They've had Barton Lynch, and yeah, they have good ep, good um guests, and I fucking like listening to them. But the audio is fucking terrible. It's it's borderline unlistenable, but apart from its Oki, it's all right. So you're like, fuck it. Now, like, Just turn it up. That Oki episode sick. He's like, are we talking? Are we are we recording? He's like, yeah, I've been recording since we picked up the phone. Oki. Yeah, how's, how's, oh, okay, yeah, cool. Because <laughs> that that's the classic podcast um, problem is that that first sort of ten minutes of that Oki podcast where he doesn't realise they're recording and he's just lucid and like just off the cuff and really good and then it's like, oh, are we recording? And then he sort of goes into his shell a little bit. It's like. <laughs> It's the, it's the podcast problem. Yeah, growing up in Kernel, I no, yeah, didn't didn't like school much. <laughs> he's, he's a classic. Let's hit up Oki and get get that motherfucker on our podcast. Oki's got nine um, kids. Yeah, not all his, I don't he's, think. But 
prolific breeder. Prolific breeder. Speaking of sharks, so when that guy got killed uh, at Snapper, Oki was the first guy back out and surfed Snapper by himself and a few people put it on um, social media saying that it was disrespectful and they asked him about it and he's like, yeah, it's like someone's got to be the first one to get back out there and he's like, oh, I was being real careful. He's like, I don't like respect. If you want to paddle back out, paddle back out. Like, what Spoken do you like a father of nine. Yes, fucking like a father of nine. He's got nine kids and he's the first one back out there. Good on Yaki. I liked his idea though. He goes, you just got to gotta take it in turns, you know? Like he hasn't done it in the past, but he's like, he felt like it was his turn to get out there. And I like it, oh, yeah. you know, get get on out there and get, and get it done. Good on him. <laughs> no, nah, fair enough, mate. Yeah. Um, like, have you got any more bar snacks for this app? Sorry to cut you off there. No, you're not cutting me off. You're not cutting me off. Uh, not really. You, you know what? You you wanted to talk about the scouts, and you wanted to, t- and and some of the kitty fucking that has gone on. What I'm thinking is, we talked about the scouts pre episode a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it wasn't part of the podcast. What about I chuck that at the end of the podcast after the song? So if you want to hang in there, and there'll be a bonus at the end. Me and was talking about scouts. <laughs> I think th- that was um, that was like the Oki coming on Dirty Water podcast. We were just riffing, like we'd just hit record, and then just all of a sudden talked about like how dodgy the scouts are. And then this this um, today, an article popped up for some reason about um, there's a big lawsuit against Boy Scouts, and I was like, "Fuck, man, this is what we were talking about. Like, this has come to fruition." So, yeah, if Bonus. you're not into <laughs> <laughs> bone and kids oh bonus bone and ass bonus oh, episode well. at the end it's for our yeah, patrons give that a listen otherwise <laughs> can you imagine what our patreons would get what would they get you reckon what would they'll you give the, our patreon if they'll we get these them? bonus episodes like like the 15 minute scout talk um yeah yeah I don't know we'd have to I don't know what would give them like that's, I, just I, give I them our mobile it. numbers yeah just and call like, us they could just call us for chat <laughs> Would anyone sign up like, to our patron? Because um, Podbean, who we host the podcast with, always advertise like, oh, start a Patreon. And it's like, yeah, but don't you need to give people something <laughs> in return? Yeah. I don't know what we'd get. Give. i tell you what, here's, a, here's an insider trading tip for you. If you buy merch off our website, I send it out. And on the postal packages, it's like got your phone number, you know, receiver's phone number, sender's phone number. And... I'll whack my phone number on there. So you're pretty much a Patreon if you buy merch off our website because you've got the, the number. And if you've got it, if you're one of the, uh, I don't know, two dozen people or so that have bought merch off us, feel free to shoot me a text and give me a call and just say, hey, hey, Wazza, what what's going on, man? Tell Send us about your text. holder. I've also added our um, personal Instagrams to the front page of the uh, podcast. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, fuck. I, I did. I got on. notified. Yeah. And then Hort Bogan has already tagged me personally in. <laughs> and me too. So today as well. Legend. What a fucking legend. Uh, and he said. Hort- that guy reckons he's going to send in a tune. Yeah. For you better. my favorite segment. My favorite segment. And has just got even my more even more favorite segment. Ready? Hang on. Let me, let me, let me tee it up. Let me tee it up. Oh, so look, this is the, I said I was going to do a different one each, each app. This one. I didn't write this. This is off the cuff. One recording, 
Just made it up on the spot. Here we go. Uh, hang on. Hold on. It's not working. Fuck off. What the? I'll listen to it. So we can just pretend. No, we're not going to pretend because if I do this, we won't have to do that. <laughs> well, we pretended right now as if you're not going to edit this out. Now I've taken too long. How I'm glad I'm I don't edit this podcast. I'm going to play it. I'm going to play it. Hey, what? Has something got your moment at the mouth this week, by chance? <laughs> yes. I like it. I we like got it. There that was again. a bit of a Jack Johnson 2000s sort of edition of frothing for yeah, us. Yeah, that was the Jack Johnson version. I like that. I think you should do... Um, you need to sing more songs because the listeners don't understand that you've got some ridiculous musical skills. You're like a walking jukebox um, for tunes, but... Apart from the new segment intro having me frothing, you know what's got me frothing these days and it happened on the way home? My street has a lot of jacaranda trees planted. And in November, in summer, summer's coming and, you know, I could have been in a coma like, like Donald Trump's mate. But if I walk outside and I see the jacaranda trees just dropping their purple flowers just all over the dropping road dropping their just, purple jizz all over just, the footpath just gaying everything up like dominating your car like it, it doesn't they don't care jacarandas everywhere mate that's got me frothing because you know summer's around the corner and even though it's raining this week it doesn't matter because the jacarandas are out and it's all good man I saw, <laughs> get me frothing I saw something some meme it's like the fucking jacarandas are out fuck yeah there's one down the street from me and the thing is, the jacarandas, they jizz all over the footpath and it's beautiful. It's beautiful purple jizz. Unless it Great rains jizz. and then it's, it kind of goes a bit manky. But you take the good with the bad with the jacarandas, yeah. Oh, that's a good froth. It's a real good froth. Yeah, the jacarandas and the bougainvilliers. And look, there's a whole lot of other trees out there, but the jacarandas are the champions. They let every other tree know when it's time to flower. So that's what's got me frothing at the mouth today, Andy. Nice, <laughs> what's mate. What's got nice. you frothing, bloke? Oh, I was thinking um, what has got me frothing is uh, exploration, exploration of new new lands and not necessarily brand new lands, but lands that you've not been to before. So that sounded quite exciting, but I went to the central coast on the weekend, hadn't really spent much time up there before uh, and did a bit of a drive around, checked a few surf spots and I was like, you know what? It's fucking sick up here and there's so many nooks and crannies and waves it just got me thinking, like, how long does it take to learn a coastline, like, as from a surfing or a, any perspective, really? It's like you grow up somewhere and you learn your bit of coastline really well, whether it be for surfing or diving or whatever you do. 
there's all there's coastlines everywhere around the world and you go and you visit them you know you spend a few days there you spend a week there and you know the main spots but like it's not until you spend like a decade somewhere that you really get to get to know it i reckon and i was thinking that oh fuck the central coast has got lots of lots to offer sick man sunny coast i totally agree like it there's so much coastline and and getting in the right spot especially that right like um i remember the first time growing up in melbourne you look at a swell and it the swell comes from one direction that's it yeah it's got to go between comes out of the west southwest west southwest West, southwest. West, southwest. 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 Done. West, it. southwest. There's your two options. Yeah. Maybe yeah. south, southwest, <laughs> if you're lucky. Yeah. If you're lucky. Or, yeah. And and then, like, going to the east coast, and I was like, checked a boy. I was like, fuck, there's heaps as well. And we get to the beach, and it's dead flat. And on the horizon, you can just see lumps. Like, you look out. And it's the same thing happens in WA. You'll get a swell, and you can't really see it from Perth because you've got Rotto in the way. But when you get up a little bit, you see the horizon just just marching just like crazy lumps of swell just going straight past you and yeah it's it, you got to pay a lot more attention on other coasts to swell direction and getting to know which side of the cove does what mm-hmm. and then and even like um even in vico like the wind is quite localized it might you might have a, a you know a westerly a straight westerly wind but the way like say bells for instance that's not really a secret spot but the way it, like the <laughs> the way that like the creek up from Bells Beach like right in the corner there it funnels the wind it, like it channels it out offshore at Bells so Bells Bowl will be like you know in a westerly or even a southwesterly it'll just yeah. rip in and it'll still be offshore and in there so tip for young players is like a southwesterly wind first thing in the morning at Bells actually swings around the Otways and comes in offshore for an hour or so yeah so like even though the report says it's going to be rubbish might actually be pumping in the morning. Don't tell anyone though. <laughs> Don't tell any cunt. But but yeah, stuff. No, you're right. Like getting to know that. I think um I've only just started to get to know Perth really because you just look at swell. It's like two meters, two and a half, but it's dead flat and it's different in winter and it's it's so such fine to the like the degrees of the um yeah. of where it's turned up. Even I did a surf at Leighton Beach the other morning with um friend. Johnny, this is what got me frothing too. She like hit me up. She's like, "Hey, I've just decided I'm a surfer, and uh, um, yeah, uh, uh, I need to buy a proper board." She's got this foamy that's buckled in like three areas and like missing a fin. And I was like, "Right, give me a sec." Found her a couple of boards. Met her. We went and looked at this board. I was like, "This is for you." She's like, "Oh, I'm a bit worried. It's a bit small. It's like six eight, but wide as fuck. Like built for beginners. Pintail foam everywhere." heaps of width four to center is perfect for her and she's just been killing it on the thing and and like it's in it's a new world for her so like so much froth and i went to meet her the day after i was like we'll go for a surf before work like cool and Leighton beach man was like way bigger than i was thought it was going to be and i got a pit that was like fully worthy of budge down in in margs this thing just you know like she's out there with this and I've like seen a kind of a double up that's barely even a wave. And I'm like, this is going to go. And I needed to be 10 meters further north. And I'll just like sprint paddle there. I was like, I, you, that sort of shit that you learn over years. I'm like, this is happening. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there. I've got to be I here. I've got to be, be here. I've got to be here. Like, and I just sprint paddled for it. And I was a bit late. Knife the drop. Like so much like budge. And just pulled into this pit. There was like 
proper like I'm arms wide. It was so so fat. Like that shark that Phil saw. So fat, man. So just fat, man. <laughs> so fat, just, man. Just wide. And yeah, just totally frothed me out before work. I was like, fucking hell, Leighton's Beach actually pumps in the right conditions. So yep. all that swell direction. <clears throat> yeah, and I'm, I'm finding the same thing even around here. And it's, it's tricky around here. There's not that many places to surf, but you start to learn where you want to be on which which direction. And, and then certain days where the report looks shit, but you know it's going to be good and there'll be no cunt there. And I think growing up in Tassie was the ultimate for that because it was just constant, constant letdowns. But then yeah. the fact that you've put Every 15 years hugs. into it, when when it does work out, it's like <laughs> the absolute holy grail. You've just hiked for two hours for the fifth time in a row and it's actually on this time. It's like, yes, we found the holy grail. Tassie's a kind of a I'm place. teaching... Teaching the bloke at work to, he didn't believe that I could read a synoptic chart. I was like, mate, when I was 12, <laughs> That's old school. like, this is a fucking all we had, mate. I was like, look, this is explained. He's like, man, it's really cold today. Why is it cold? I was like, step over to my desk. This Come is and have a look at the all synoptic. these circles. I, I still look at the, the four day synoptic for my surf reports because yeah, I, I don't trust Swellnet. We've been through this some episodes yeah. ago, but I think they're fucking shithouse, but. Um, surf no, line, oh, tip for young players if you are a surfer so Surfline have just bought Coastal Watch and they're giving, they're giving free trial memberships for like three months so you can sign up to Surfline and get all the cams and all the early reports for free for a while get on that get Done. on it that is a good tip I think it's three months free which is like all of summer if you're a punter you need yep. to know what's going on Andy, wind this up. wind this up yep 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 <laughs> We're on board. I've got three. Uh, I gave you options for tunes, mate. So you're going to have to choose. No, you choose. Um, so we don't want. So you, one of the options was Trump says China for three minutes. Um, the thing is, if you make it through this tune, we're going to give you some bonus content. So let's not use that one. Let's save that one. So you choose a tune. Which one do you want? You got two options there. Just choose one of them. All right. I'm going with fishing in the dark. Because everybody knows Save a Horse, Ride a Cowboy. That was the other option. This one is a tune called Fishing in the Dark. It's by a band called Nitty Gritty Dirt Band. Good and name. it's a nice little chirpy tune. It's like you you and the miso just going fishing, laying in the grass, doing a little making out, having a good time. It's got country vibes. I'm all about it. So, uh, yeah, spin that one. It's good. Oh, I think, you, think everyone's going to like it. Thanks, Woz. Cheers, bloke. Bloody hero. Lazy yellow moon coming up tonight, shining through the trees. Crickets are singing and lightning bugs are floating on the breeze. Baby, get ready. Across the field where the creek turns back by the old stumble road. I'm gonna take you to a special place that nobody knows Baby, get ready Ooh, You and me go fishing in the dark Lying on our backs and counting the stars Where the cool grass grows Down by the river in the
Well, I was worried that my scout leader f- fucked us all and we just... Because you blocked that shit out, apparently. So he could have... Yeah. So you just don't know. <laughs> like, fuck, my old man told me I wasn't allowed to go to scouts. So maybe he did scouts as a grommy and maybe he had that experience. Because I asked, I was like, it was actually Cubs when in primary school and everybody yeah. went to Cubs, but I wasn't allowed to go because... Well, not that I wasn't allowed. I was like, Dad, I want to go to Cubs every other cunt's doing it why can't i go and he goes well what do you want to go you want to get a plastic pocket knife and like learn how to tie a knot it's like mate we'll go duck shooting next week like fucking these flogs are all flattering around with their plastic knives and you're there with a 12 gauge fucking pumping ducks full of lead it's like fuck your scouts we had real <laughs> knives we do it ourselves wasn't plastic yeah. knives tell tell pete um yeah oh fuck what was i gonna say that triggered something <laughs> oh god not yeah, the memories oh, no. coming back <laughs> no um <clears throat> can't think fat, was it fat camp what you say your dad didn't want you to go he didn't want me to go i wasn't allowed to go oh that's it but did, did he send you stuff. to a catholic school yeah yes yeah, so yeah, <laughs> like there's a fucking something that's what i thought so you can't go to scouts, we can go to Catholic school. Like I'm pretty sure the Catholics have fucked heaps more kids than the scouts. And look, they're both up there. But I think if you looked at the numbers, the Catholic church wins. I reckon the scouts have, is on fair footing though because they do give you a knife and teach you how to tie knots and then they fuck you. And it's like, yeah. well, you know, we're, we're training you. It's like it's your fault that you couldn't, you know, use the skills that we taught you. Whereas the Catholics just like, no, no, everything's going to be fine. I went to, like, people in our scout group, there's a bunch of psychos in there. If you tried to root them, they would stab you in the face, I reckon. Like, I just don't see any of Like, there was a few kids that were probably highly susceptible to getting rooted by an adult, but the, the Dan Firths of the world, no one's having sex with them. Like, they're not standing for that. Nah. <laughs> no, nah, it's a good point, but they're teaching them the skills. So, yeah, look, I, I mean... I never went there, so I can't really can't really tell I, you. I went, but I enjoyed all the way through, it. and it was, it was probably yeah, it was great. Like I, I think it was awesome. Learned heaps of stuff. Spent heaps of time in the outdoors, chopping trees down, tying knots, and we did a lot of water sports as well. That's where the leader pisses on you at night. <laughs> no, but like we did <laughs> kayaking, and so like my, the most of like we were outdoorsy anyway. But like then you go to scouts, and the weekends are outdoors, so. Lots of bushwalking, kayaking, sailing, rowing, chopping trees down, starting fires for no reason. It sounds good. sick. It, it is good. And I reckon like to that whole thing of you know people with, that go to school and don't get those opportunities to do it, Scouts kind of gives you a bit like that, but we're yeah. very outdoorsy. You know, like, you know, maybe if I have my time again, I'll send my kids to Scouts or just take them to the gun club. Well, I think you've almost got to do what what a lot of – the dads would do so it would be like if your dad said all right was is going i'll become a leader so then you end up with a little crew of friends and their dads are leaders so it's just an excuse on the weekends to go and do cool shit um my dad wasn't my leader but he became one later when my brother went through do you reckon i could go down I, you know i don't have any kids you and i are getting on no kids each do you reckon we could go down like i, I like spending time in the outdoors i like teaching people just want to share a little bit do you reckon I could do that? Yeah. Is that weird? I think you could. Um, definitely. I think they'd love it. I think the kids would prefer, would love to have you over 
what they end up with. A bunch of <laughs> kid fuckers. <laughs> anyway, we digress. What's happening here? What's happening here? We're just warming up. We've got a podcast to do, yeah. mate. If you've just joined us <laughs> for a shark story. <laughs> 15 minutes in. <laughs> 